put them in front. He doesn't miss. Oh, the little man higher for longer than all around him. Gee, it's a good kick. It is a great kick. It's one for the ages. Oh, Luke, for a trampoline. Just done it from nowhere. Cyril, has he got the journey? We all he has. He has. He has. He's kicked the goal, Cyril. What a beauty. Happy New Year, Hawks fans. Welcome to what promises to be an exciting 2018. Lovely to have your ears on this, our first episode of the year. Now we've got plenty to get through, including our long-awaited look at Luke Hodges' autobiography, as well as a recap of what's been happening at the Rico Centre over the course of the off-season. So let's get down to business. Welcome to the Hawk Talk podcast, the most must-hear show for all fans of the Hawthorne Footy Club. My name is Nick Mason. I'm back in sunny Australia, sitting here with my co-host, the man who has been training the house down all summer. (laughs) G'day, Tiz. G'day, mate. Good to have you back. It's good to be back. They let me out. I got home in one piece, and now I'm here in sweltering Australia. I miss the snow already. Why? I just, it's can't just do a, anything in snow. No, well, you can't. But slide. Well, the ice hockey was good. Okay. But that's about it. I'll grant you that. No, it's just, it was a novelty. It was a, you know, fun place to be. And the you were hanging around the um, the square pitches as well over there, weren't you? Do they well, call the, it soccer or football over there? They call it football. Right. Yeah. No, I, I actually, um, I attended a... Uh, Almost like the first or second week I was there, I, I attended a football match. Uh, Toronto FC played San Jose Earthquakes. Is this the international AFLX teams? <laughs> We've already expanded, have we? Is that we? what we're doing? <laughs> well, yeah, they wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're already looking at um, the prospect of the, uh, the AFLX comp being hit in China. Did you read about that? How desperate are they at this stage to crack that market? Because they sent the Suns and Port over there. And that didn't exactly set the world on fire, did it? Everyone was in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They yeah. were all in the bar. <laughs> yeah. All 50,000 that you couldn't see were in the bar, <laughs> according to Gil. Uh, no, but it's good to be back, mate. And it's a shame we have to start with AFLX. But, you know, I feel footy's coming back. And, you know, as well as my return, there's been another high-profile return as far as Hawthorne's concerned. Mr. Cyril Rioli's back in town. Great to have him back. It is great to have him back. Even um, though if you did say that was a stock image they chucked up on the website. Yeah, it's it's almost like they had that one in the gun for a while. You reckon <laughs> probably from 2015. But, but I hope he's, you know, I hope the break did him good and he's done what he's had to do and he can put his mind to football now. Or He probably won't be able to do that totally. But For anyone who's not up with it, Rioli did rejoin uh, his family in the Northern Territory last year after his father suffered a heart attack. Uh, awful stuff. He was granted indefinite personal leave so he could remain at his dad's bedside. And um, now he's back, finally. I mean, who who knows how it could have gone? It could have been, you know, something as serious as him walking away from footy. You just never know with these things. Um, especially after something like uh, Ruffy's cancer scare. It's, it's sort of acknowledged that there are things bigger than football in this world. And this could and have Hawthorne been one of those do, times. Hawthorne do very well to accommodate the players. Yeah, they do. They absolutely prioritised Rioli's welfare and uh, him needing to look after his family. And apparently he kept up training um, while he was away. When he could, he kept some sort of training regime going. He's come back in very good shape. So he had that uh, PCL injury last mm. year. Yeah, when he needed that bloke in the back. Is that how it happened? Yeah, it did. That's exactly <laughs> how it happened. I think we need to go to the tape on that one. Get, get Snicko out. Still cricket season. I'm still, you know... <laughs> A little angry about how he injured himself. Anyway. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, he's back now, just in time for AFLX and the JLT series. Yeah. Because he'll definitely he, be in yeah, those. No. No, thank you. <laughs> no. And uh, Birch is also, he's had a couple of setbacks as well. So Birch's. Really? I didn't hear about that. What's yeah. happened with Birch? I don't know. I think he needs to be opened up again. Went under the knife Ooh, again. Oh, jeez. Okay. So, That's nasty uh, stuff. Put him back. Only, only a few weeks, I think. But. Uh, no, he's getting a, getting on a bit. He needs all the prep he can get. Yeah, after absolutely. Last last year. Now, before we uh, go too headlong into the rest of the podcast, I just want to say rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't yet. Even if you have, find a way. Uh, the five star streak, unfortunately, tears is over. I don't know when that happened, but someone rated us less than five stars. Those bastards. <laughs> really? <laughs> you thought that was too harsh? I mean, was it me? <laughs> well, it might have been you. You might have misclicked or something. <laughs> It might have been me checking out our ratings. I got too ahead of myself and made a misclick. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, if you're going to make that many accounts, 
<laughs> yeah, it's a real juggling act. I'm spinning plates here. <laughs> I was bound to get it wrong sooner or later. But no, do rate and review us on iTunes. And we do love those five-star ratings. I think we had something like 49 or 50 in a row. Yeah. And uh, very nice of uh, of you guys out there uh, to rate us so highly. And hit us up on Twitter as well, at HawkTalkPod. That's where you want to go. Um, something else that happened to you is quite recently. Uh, the time trial results of the most uh, recent tests. You want the top 10? I've got the top 10 handy. The whole 10. Well, I'm just interested in one of those names, and it's not the winner. I'm going to have a stab in the dark and guess that you're interested in one Harry Morrison? Nope. No? Okay, well, he did come runner-up. He's the tallest player to oh, okay. reach the top 10 there. Oh, geez. Okay, I'm looking at the top 10. I'm not sure who's tallest out of them. Is it Connor Nash? Connor Nash arriving at number eight. Mm. He was in the he was in the top ten. Came in at number eight. That's pretty good. It's pretty damn good. Uh, according to uh, Jack Russell, <laughs> he uh, shaved twenty seconds off his last last test. Connor Nash. It's good. I'm excited for him this year. <laughs> it's, it's good. Twenty seconds is pretty bloody awesome. I wouldn't I be surprised thought. if he played AFLX. Yeah. Hmm. What do you reckon our approach is as a club heading into AFLX? I imagine... Begrudging. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to go and be segregated. (laughs) I'm going to take friends that bag for other teams and see them get marshalled off. (laughs) Get manhandled, escorted out of the area. (laughs) It's a a good evening's viewing, eh? It's good fun. That's worth the price of admission. (laughs) They don't know what hell they've wrought the AFL by bringing (laughs) AFLX into the mix with segregation. Two of the big winners. (laughs) (laughs) What is the the point of all this for for Hawthorne? What what are we aiming to get out of this? Oh, just exposing kids to the crowd and competitive nature I guess that's all you can do isn't it yeah. really it seems too different a game to really bother with it's a lot of one on one contests won't there be in AFLX yeah, I mean yeah I guess so it used to yeah. be called footy sevens right okay so that's where it was born from well rugby sevens footy sevens I mean yeah, it's okay. not a great leap no I guess not um yeah, you're right. In, in the getting a taste for the contest, I guess, might be a thing. Instead of just doing intra clubs, you get to um, rub shoulders with some of the competition. But, but other than that, I just is there prize money? I don't think there is. No, there's a grand there's grand finals and stuff out of each round robin. But I don't I don't think there's anything to gain by winning. How long is this? Like we've got tickets, obviously. You know, <laughs> clearly. Uh, <laughs> How long is it going to go for? Like, to, if you <laughs> always the great question. Or do I have to IMDb it to find <laughs> out how much long is left? <laughs> yeah, it's always a, a telling question of anything you go see, isn't it? Where you look at your watch, <laughs> you've done it a fortnight ahead of the game. How long is this going to run for? The last jetty, or whatever. The, it was. the last jetty. <laughs> <laughs> the the epic boating saga for the ages. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that was a long film. What a seafaring adventure that I was. I ate way too much pasta. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about now? Well, you go, what is that movie thing? You get gold class and then they bring you food halfway through the film. We're trying to shake our toff image, Tiz. <laughs> <laughs> Not bolster it. It's a it. gift. It was Anyway. Oh, uh, it was the holiday season. All you know right, how people enough. don't w- know you well enough, so they give you... Like, <laughs> Welcome back to the Hawthorne podcast, the <laughs> Hawthorne podcast for 2018. Yeah. Uh, let's go through the list. Eh? Let's go through the time trial list. <laughs> Isaac Smith took it out again. It's, it's his second time trial, time trial victory for this summer. That's pretty good. Do Just you reckon he has consistent. to try anymore without Billy around? Uh, well, he's got Harry Morrison hot on his heels. Yeah, okay. Um, who's posted his second runner-up finish for the summer as well. So it's consistent as well. Jeez, the Moz is exciting, isn't he? How good is this? Third, we've got Ben Stratton. You wouldn't have picked that, would you? He'd, he'd go near Connor Nash for tall. But, yeah, um, that was going to be my first he's come back choice. very fit then, hasn't he? He has. He has indeed. Fourth, Dylan Moore. Yeah. Well, that that backs up all the things we've been reading about his recruitment. Indeed it has. Now, we've got a, a lot of young guys in this list, actually. Got fifth uh, was CJ. So, uh, he's a bolt from the blue in that one. Um, sixth is uh, John O'Rourke. And for God's sake, can he please stay fit? Uh, seventh is Liam Shields. Eighth, Connor Nash. Ninth, Willsmore. And tenth is Dan Howe. He must have improved a hell of a lot. It's a surprising top ten all round, I would have thought. It's just, just by the um, the youth, the sheer amount of youth that populates that top ten. I wouldn't have guessed all that. We have such an interesting year coming up. We do, yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm looking at it quite positively. 
I'm feeling quite good about the year. We can't start as badly as we did last year. That's part of the reason why I'm thinking quite positively about it. I don't think... I don't imagine we're going to drop. It's For me, it's about how far we climb and how much trouble we create for the contenders. Mm. That's how I'm looking at this year. And, you know, well, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. But I thought we showed promising signs in the second half of last year. When oh, we did. We improved improved a, a, oh, an amazing amount. Yeah, absolutely. And I I don't see why that would suddenly stop. There were big there were good rumblings coming out from the preseason camp where all the boys are really meshing well and mm. working together. Now, uh other than the time trials, there's been a bit more going on than just people running around at Oval. Um it's been a tiny shuffle at the Hawks. We've got Jason Burt who was Football operations boss who was promoted to the newly created role of general manager of people, culture, and integrity. What does that mean? It's a good question. Do they want distance from him? What happened? <laughs> I don't know. Well, they can't want distance from him. They they gave him a new role. Yeah. That's to be worth something. They created a role for him, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Maybe I should have read between the lines on that one. <laughs> no, I don't know. What's it, what is it, what, what does that know. involve? People, culture, and integrity. It sounds... It's kind of important. I isn't feel it? like I could do that job. <laughs> okay, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, get your CV together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, we had recruiting Ross uh, Graham Wright named as the club's new general manager of football. Yeah. Yep. That one, fair to say, is important. Yes. The writing's on the wall with that one. We kind of need that. Now, speaking to SEN... Well, he's, been, he's been having offers from left, right and centre, Graham Wright. Yeah, so. I heard that. Mm. We, we kind of want to hold on to Graham Wright, I would have thought. Just massaging the ego there. Yeah, um, speaking to SEN on Tuesday morning, uh, Justin Reeves said that despite a wide-ranging search, both Bert and Wright were the best people for the roles. Which I don't mind. You should back the people you have. It always looks a bit strange. <laughs> How do you mean? Well, when you have a wide-ranging search and then you pick the bloke who you spend most of your time with. Well I, well, I don't know about that. I mean, every time I've looked outside of Hawthorne, it hasn't gone well. We've looked outside of Hawthorne and gone, oh, you support... North Melbourne. Oh, when you picked Carlton oh. in the AFLW. In <laughs> How did you know about that? <laughs> I did pick I did pick Carlton in the AFLW. I assumed it wasn't Collingwood. Well, no, not Collingwood. And uh, you went to the first inaugural match. And I'll be going again for the uh, for round one this year, Carlton Collingwood at uh, Icon Park. No, uh, until such time as Hawthorne has an AFLW team, I need a team to follow. And um, Darcy's my gal. She's an exciting player. I was charmed, Tiz. I was won over. From that very first match. So that's that's my team this year. I'm going to be barracking for Carlton. Do you have a team for the AFLW? No. Couldn't give a shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, well, each to their own. Fair enough. You're more you're more of an uh, AFLX guy, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not done talking about AFLX by a long shot, listeners. Well, are they going to have AFLXW? Because that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are we going to end up with egg on our faces when it's a huge success? What, AFLX? Yeah. Well, what's it running up against, to be honest? <laughs> That's a good point. Like, the end of the cricket season. It's trying to be the big bash of AFL, essentially. It's the big bash of Australian rules football. That's what it's marketed as. It has some good rules, though. I like 10 points for goals outside 40. Why, though? Why? Yeah, why any of this? Well, I like 10 because it's easier to calculate. You don't have to sit there using your fingers. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. All right, I'm sold on it. I'm on board now. <laughs> Thanks, Gil. Thanks very much. Yeah, Daniel Chick had trouble with that too. <laughs> oh, now uh, for our for our younger listeners, Daniel Chick was. Uh, no, I'm not going to get into that. You can wiki that. Uh, <laughs> um, now, something you can't wiki. Our thoughts on Luke Hodge's book? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> it's a poor segue. Very. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'm running with it. It's the only one I had up my sleeve. So we're in it now. And I'm not going to edit it, Tiz. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> Unlike the book that needed editing. Oh, really? You're going to slam it, eh? Well, that was a better segue. I thought I could weasel my way into a better one. <laughs> but uh, incidentally, it does reflect my uh, feelings on the book. Probably needed um, not, not just editing, but probably needed a bit more meat on the bones, so to speak. Now, what you're looking at here is trying to get a legend onto paper. It's very hard to do. Especially if you've got the legend sitting next to you while you type. Oh, that's even worse. (laughs) You've gone whack. That's even worse than me. (laughs) That was a a sneaky one too. I had no idea you had that one lined up. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, it has everything. The whole tale is all there, but um, it's so much better to support it and live it while they're out on the field. I, d- I don't feel I gained a lot from reading the book, other than some of the political shenanigans that were going on. Mm. I guess before we go too deep into it, um, I mean, this is the, the general by Luke Hodge that we're talking about, Luke Hodge's autobiography, and needless to say, there's probably going to be spoilers if, if you were intending to read it and haven't yet. I reckon I know how it ends. <laughs> I just mean, you know, I don't want to completely sap the enjoyment of... Oh, no, ter- it's, a, it's a nice, relaxing, rollicking read, and it'll remind you of everything you know. <laughs> um, it's true. It's true. I mean, it's... But it just feels very safe. Yeah, as we discussed at the pub, it's called The General for a reason. Oh, man. <laughs> we can't be shitting on it from a great height like this. What? Why? Because this kind of, you know, the sporting book genre. Yeah. You know, it's not the greatest. They're the books out the front of the second hand shop, Chief. Let's face it. Well, I know that much because in front of me I've got uh, John Platten's The Rat on my shelf. And, so. the, and the reason is they're either written too close to the end of the career or yeah. they're written too too late. Because I guess in the case of the former, they're trying to capitalise on... Yeah. and it's, it's just a cash grab. Some of the last pages, you know, were very much... It was very hastily ended, together, wasn't it? Yeah. Almost as if he was lying. changing clubs. <laughs> He's <was> lying. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, what is interesting is um, towards the end of the book, uh, documenting um, the late stages of 2016, um, talk of him going to the Suns seemed like quite a legitimate prospect and reality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Hodge was willing to... like. I don't know if you want to call it selfless as such. I think certainly Hodge portrays it that way in his writing. He didn't want to burden the team uh, and steal a spot from a young kid. And this, it, and this is that great nugget we all love. <laughs> What's that? Is, I can't steal a spot from a young hawk, but a young lion's fine. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird mentality. I mean, the, let's, let, the love of the club comes across wonderfully, almost on every page. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, and you can see his development, broken home, being called fat at school, being yep. picked last in the... Do you reckon he was actually picked last? Sure. Why would you write that about yourself if you didn't have to? You just think it adds to your to your legend. The lower you start. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I think you're giving him too much credit to think that hard about I, it. I, I would have thought he was pretty damn good, though. He, he spoke about how good he was yeah. playing. So... Being picked last. The book starts off, as you hinted at, it starts off with a patch of fat shaming, <laughs> which is interesting, which I kind of... He shows him. Yeah, he does. He Shakes gets, off the haters by the end of his career, He certainly. gets doubted again and again throughout his... I mean, he goes pick one, and then Juddy's all over it early. Yeah. And there's Hodgie hanging around with Spider and Danny Jacobs and <laughs> wondering why he's not as good as Juddy. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> You know, and then he finally decides mm. that I'm a footballer. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to be good at. And everybody else is going to be good along with me. What is interesting is when I say it, it could have used more meaty meaty content, I just mean, you know, talking about the fat shaming stuff. He was a fat kid and he was bullied for it. And he touches upon that. And then, as you mentioned then, the thing with Judd, he seems to convey... Um, I guess in pretty direct terms, but there's not enough of it. He conveys he was quite jealous of Judd. Um, I think the bits where he does mention his family, his father's cast as a bit of a hard taskmaster Mm. that really is quite aggressive at times. Um, But we we just... Like when Hodgie goes out and plays a game with the seniors and nearly injures himself. Yeah. Before he's meant to go nationals. Yeah, yeah. And it's just these things that needed to be expanded upon. Where I think we got glimpses into, oh, there's there's a bigger world here in each respect and we're, we're just getting like... So you, you were frustrated? A little bit, yeah. I'm like, there's something in this. There's like a fragment of this. It's telling us a lot about his psychology. Yeah. And yet also not enough. It's like I needed more. Instead of stories that go there nowhere. There are a lot of teasers. 
Oh, so many teasers and 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 just bullshit stories that lead nowhere. <laughs> um, can, can I give you some examples? But mate, we've read a lot <laughs> of footballing biographies, autobiographies, whatever you like. Yeah, and I have never been teased as much as this. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's no dipper, is it? And we it? love Hodgie. I mean, he's a legend. Of course, we love Hodgie. And that's why I, I didn't bother prefacing this review section saying that because I thought. Listeners surely take that as read. Yeah. That we're massive fans. But it doesn't redeem this book, unfortunately. You think it's that's not too- that bad. <laughs> like, it is it's worthwhile bad. reading. It's worthwhile. Well, I'm not sure it is. Oh, no. It, it definitely is. Like, so, what's, what's the chapter where he... Uh, it's like the watershed chapter where, he just, where the club, with him in the lead, decides yeah. that they're going to change... Due to Lyle and Loudon, basically. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, giving them all an uppercut. <laughs> um, changing ways is the chapter. Okay. Right? Yep. And they start putting in the fundamentals that are going to lead to the to the treble. Yep. And I think Clarko says that they're chokers mm. in 11 and 12. Yeah. And um, there's some pretty hard discussions. But, but they're not detailed. But also... <laughs> They kind of don't need to be as well because the, and the, and this is this comes with like the burden of writing a book like this in 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 twenty seventeen twenty eighteen uh, like writing a sport autobiography just it must be an absolute bastard to write because there's so many stories when when you say this is worthwhile reading I imagine most people who pick this book up are going to be Hawk supporters. Um, Did you think it was written for Hawk supporters or supporters no. in general? No, I thought I thought it was just written, like generally. Right. I don't think it was a thing for the supporters, but it 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 almost doesn't matter. In in twenty seventeen twenty eighteen, you pick up this book and you kind of know the stories, and you, you and you you're looking for it to be fleshed out. Yeah, like. I found everything I was reading, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, and then this happened. Yeah, I, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. And then Hodge feels this way about himself. It's like, yeah, no, I. that's no revelation to me because he's in the spotlight. You know, playing with a Victorian club, you know, Victoria being a place where football is tantamount to some kind of religion and, and you know, there's character assessments and news stories breaking every half hour and, you know... You, you, you know just, what, you you know what frustrated me? He never, ever tried to square the ledger with any of the people he's coming, you know. Did you get? Did you read Monfrey's getting mentioned? How was he mentioned? Remind he me. was. And yet he can't stand him. Right, there you go. It feels like a very arm-length piece. But what I feel about that is, mm. that's Hodgie. You reckon? He, he doesn't have the, the insight about himself. No, I don't. To I, articulate. I don't say that. I, I'm pretty sure he does. Okay. And he's not going to tell you about it. So why write a book? Why bother? You might be onto something, but why write a book? If you're oh, not you need gonna... to write a book. I wanted to read the book. Yeah, but is that all it is? It's just, I'm going to write a book because I know there's an audience for it. Well, there's, there's great moments. There's key moments that Hodgie was part of. Yeah. When he stands up to Clarko and tells him, you ain't that great a coach. Some of these are interesting. Some. The majority of the book... With all, with everyone, Hawks supporters and people who just keenly follow AFL, we've all heard it before in some form or another. Yeah, that's that's this book's problem, and the bits that we're most interested in are not fleshed out enough to right. matter. That is my general assessment. So you reckon it's written by the Hawk PR department? Yeah, it could be. In some cases, yes, it might as well have been, because it's it's just not. Are you just are you just looking for? Rumors and innuendo and shock and no, I don't. I don't need there to be rumors. I just I didn't need there. To, I, you know, I want him to put something on the line. You know, this is my story, and it's not. It's not something I could have learned anywhere else. Is it just because he's too successful? No. Well, how do you mean that he's he's so successful that his story is just common knowledge? Well, yeah, it could be that, or it could be he's so successful that. There's too much success to write about, not enough hardship. I don't know about that. He he hints at hardship. the 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 book's hardship, I guess, is very um. It's a very ebb and flow kind of thing, and it becomes formulaic by the end. Yeah, and I don't know if this is all footballers or just him, but it it's a very much a book of, 
and then I got injured and then I recovered and then I was good for a while and then I was bad for a while and then I got injured and then I recovered. It's like, ugh. it's like I'm, I'm 250 pages deep into this <laughs> and we're winning flags and I'm getting tired. Yeah. Like I should be it overjoyed to, to read me, about it this. It didn't capture the emotions. No, not really. No, you're right. Of Hodgie and the despair. What really bugs me Mm. about all premiership victories is the sense of relief. Yes. Is it really relief? Um, Are they getting confused? Well, I I believe Hodge was talking about the 2013 win um, over Frio Mm. as somewhat of a relief because they were able to gain redemption. Beat the doubters. Yeah, and I understand that. Um, I guess, you know, speaking of relief, and this is one insight that was important to me that I feel had not been told, um, simply because Hawthorne weren't con- were contenders. And their story, uh, Hawthorne in 2016, our story ended with the final siren of the semi-final against mm. the Dogs. And that's where our story ends. Then it becomes about whoever's left. GWS, the Dogs, I uh, forget who else was playing. But um, Sydney. Um and it becomes it becomes their time in the right. spotlight, and we mm-hmm. kind of shuffle out, and we're no one again yep. until the end. Stays right, yep. yeah. And so you don't get to hear what that's like. And that was one important insight of the book was Hodge talking about how there was a collective, and even perhaps a bit of an unspoken sense of relief from the playing group because they knew they weren't good enough, and now it was confirmed, and they stopped having to be so fraudulent Ooh. as contenders. Right. Don't you think that's fascinating? I think that is that is the interesting part to me. That was more interesting to me than possibly any of his reflections about any of the premierships of the three-peat. When in the hell did Richmond think they were good enough? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. When Adelaide let them, I guess. I tell you what, there's, On the a, day. Lo- there's a lot of belief in this game. There is. Yeah. Yeah, I guess... And it takes a lot for Hodgie to get the belief in himself throughout this book. Yeah, that that becomes that clear. Could, that could possibly be the theme of the book. Yeah. That he had to reach a point where he believed he was good enough, and mm. then he could be. Because he gets yeah. overlooked for captain, mm-hmm. which would have been very hard. Yep. And then he takes it up, and Hawthorne underperform. Yeah. He also takes it up at a time where Mitchell's keen to step down. Yeah. It's not... It's handed to him. Yeah, I won't. I won't say it's not earned, but Mitchell very clearly steps aside. Yeah, through family, you know that bearing down on him, those commitments. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, but I don't know. So I guess the I guess what I was getting at is the the example of his reflections on how the team handled that semi final loss and bowing out in straight sets in 2016. That was a rare moment where it's like, oh, insight. I didn't know that. I didn't know that before, but the rest of the book, there's just interpretations of things that we already knew. Like he mentions of, of the 2015 um, grand final against the Eagles. I think it's Mitch McGovern on, uh, oh, yes. on, is it the three quarter time siren? I think I think it's halftime actually. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, you might be right. It's halftime when Mitch McGovern's down. Um, helps me. He, he helps Hodge up and Hodge reflects on that moment as, uh, you know, though innocent, it was a sign of weakness that... Um, that McGovern was displaying on on this huge stage, We're and, beaten. And, yeah, and it said everything it needed to say about the the um, the balance of the game and just the way it was going. But I know because I they talked about it. They, they talked talk, about that at halftime. Yeah, at that, great so length like on a, the coverage. Why are you putting this in the book? We all know it. No, that to me was interesting because really? for him to call that out. Even though I'm pretty sure he said that didn't mean anything in the weeks after. Oh yeah, maybe you might be right, but I don't know. It just didn't appear. And and going back to an earlier but point, I, mean, I, made, I remember being at the game and seeing that and yeah. being like, <laughs> "That's it. That's the mentality of this mob." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Don't and hurt us anymore. Yeah, which was uh, reflected in the supporter base when Isaac Smith kicked that goal on the boundary and then ran past for a high five from the Eagles supporter. A classic moment. (laughs) So good. It's one that's not celebrated enough because I think Will Langford gets all the praise from the year before, that miracle goal. But I tell you what, Isaac Smith's wasn't too bad a year later from that pocket. 
Yeah. I, uh... Anyway, we'll get back to the book now. Will Langford. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Do you Look follow him on Instagram? I don't know. He's a weird unit. It has been said, yeah. It's been said by internally, hasn't it? By a lot of um, teammates. Yeah, well, I think the original weird unit was Lakey, but uh, yeah. had the mantle totally sewn up. <laughs> yeah, it's all Langford's now. <laughs> he's, he's the only one left. I, I just want to revisit a point I did make uh, earlier about the book, how... When when you get some insights, they usually they can be discarded. They're not particularly important. So I just want to read you some stories. You've that slammed it enough, Joe. I'm being too harsh, aren't I? Yes. All right. Let's get into. I, I'm going to stop criticizing. You haven't written. You haven't read the rat yet, have you? Yes. <laughs> no. No. It's sitting on my shelf there. I haven't read it. Yeah, I can see. Should it. I? Yeah, definitely. Um, War and peace is what Hodge's book will look like. <laughs> Oh, well, good then. I can't wait. <laughs> no, I, I perhaps I am being a bit too critical of Hodge. You're not critical of Hodge. No, critical no, I'm critical of the book. Of the book and the way they've approached yes. the legend that is Hodgey. I just can't help but feel there's so much we're missing. I mean, the, it doesn't have the atmosphere of you sitting down in a bar with him. It doesn't have no. the atmosphere of being a factually uh, based book. It, no. It's just, yeah, I just don't know what... It's just a retelling. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah, and that's... I don't know, it just wasn't and enough for, for, for me. For, for fanatics like us of Hawthorne, we knew a lot of it. And yeah, and you've experienced... As a fan, you've ridden the highs and the lows. I don't, one thing that occurred to me is like, well, bloody hell. I mean, imagine if this is an autobiography of a player that didn't play for such a successful club. How? What would be in this book? If if you took the premierships out of this book, what the hell would you be reading? Like, there's just no, there's just nothing. Have you read that Nick Rewell book? <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah, a good point. <laughs> Maybe I should pick that one up. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was a retelling of Hawthorne's most successful era, and I still didn't find it that exciting. So I, yeah, I don't know. It's not a fault of Hodges per se. I just, yeah. I'll, I might have preferred him to be a bit more candid. However, if that's not within him, then... Because he's written some things online. Yes. And they're far more eloquent. Go figure. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Far more raw and obvious. Mm. I mean, this is all... There are some things I want to talk about that are not so much critiques of the book. I just found interesting, like kind of amusing. Um, one is it partic- the photos? <laughs> photos? It's the photos, isn't it, Nick? The photos were good. Um, but there was uh, some extra insights into Clarko's temperament as a coach, which yeah. I found I found nice. Well, he punched a wall, mate. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, okay, that is a prime example of a thing that we don't need to hear about. And it didn't come up in the book, and I'm glad for it. But that's an example of, if it had been included, I would have been like, we know it's been done to death. We, everyone Are you knows. slamming something that didn't occur? <laughs> it might be. I'm getting a little carried away, aren't I? Let's move on. Uh, it's no. like criticizing Kurt Tippett. <laughs> Gee, Rioli returns from his uh, hiatus. That's it. I'm and Tippett here. retires. <laughs> what a coincidence! Hello, <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Clarkson, his temperament as a coach, really early on in the piece, when he just started, we just come on as coach, uh, he was punishing the group with his 6am swim at Port Phillip Bay uh, because someone rocked up late to training. Hodge doesn't specify who. He does point out that Zach Dawson rocked up late to the swim, so they're back there the next day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, God. So they're back there the next day at 5am back in Port Phillip Bay because... It must Zach be a Dawson. horrible dynamic. To be Zach Dawson. Or, you know, to be the one that's pulling everyone back at 5.30. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's horrible. Especially because that, t- that was the mentality they instilled. They're quite keen on where it's like... What was that sand thing they had this year? The sand thing? Yeah. Didn't they know. make them... Ro- they were all wet and they made them roll in the sand. Oh, right. And um, is, it, is it called schnitzeling? Yes, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and they yeah. had to drive home. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, horrible. You have it to get is. the car cleaned and everything. It's that mentality of like, if you know, it's all for one and one for all. I guess if, well, well, I know it's a bit on the nose, but it's what it is. 
it's if one guy lets down the team, then everyone suffers because it's supposed to form some sort of allegiance or unity. Can't say that hasn't worked. I mean, pretty successful off the back of that. I also appreciated um, some of the reflections on the success of the leading teams program, <laughs> promoting open and honest feedback amongst the group, and that gave the likes of uh, Jordan Lyle and Luke Loudon. Oh, he slammed them, though. Yeah, Jordan Lyle was first, and this is some years prior to Loudon. Uh, he took a shot at Hodge for being out of shape and not hitting the stands of the rest of the group. Yeah. It just went whack. Yeah. So you think I'm critical of Hodge? I've said nothing about Hodge's appearance, <laughs> nor should I. Anyway, we got Luke Loudon as well. He got Huffy at a leading teams camp. He took aim at the leadership group for not towing the line and following their own team rules when it mattered. Yeah, when it mattered. Yes. Blockbuster. That was his point. Yeah, blockbuster games that Luke Loudon was never a part of. Well, yeah, but he, you know, you can tell as a, as a pro footballer that they're shirking it. Yeah I, yeah, I guess. And he called him out on it. It's not like someone, other people hadn't called him out on it before. Well, but he yeah. did it to their face, and he did it from within the club. Yep, it takes guts for both Lyle and Loudon. I mean, it's it's interesting the culture of the club that, that shows you some of that that everybody can have a say. Back on Clarkson, yeah. We, we, hang on, yeah. Clarko's autobiography. Yeah, it's gonna be that, that'd be killer. So when do you want it written? Oh, five years after he leaves. Yeah, I think if this book has taught us anything, it can't be immediately after. Give it some time to gestate. So just marinate, I guess, in its juices and have him release it. In a timely manner. Yeah, in a timely manner. As all things should be, Tiz, in a timely manner. Because at at some points, I felt like I was having my best memories rewritten. You know what I mean? How so? I was just reading about it and I was like, well, actually, I prefer what I knew about this. (laughs) Do you have an example? Not really. Okay, no. the premiership winning, the relief factor. Okay. It's interesting. I didn't feel like anything was being ripped away from me. I thought I thought I was, I was I was being reminded. Yeah. Which, as we've well established, I didn't appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember this happened? <laughs> um, <laughs> we're looking at Clarkson again. His uh his eccentric side of you know seizing mobile phones before a match, uh, like a trip to Sydney, showing clips of ice skaters marching into the meeting room dressed as a member of the Queen's Guard. <laughs> I mean. This is interesting. Well, you got to keep it fresh. Gotta yeah, you keep do. It fresh. You do. I was re- I was really interested. in Well, that. they stopped listening. Isn't that the line? You only have to ask Malthouse. Yeah. Well, footy players aren't notoriously well, intelligent. You're told the same things every week. Yeah. Well, Man up. Attack the ball. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the, the core of it is win. <laughs> so you got to dress that up every week differently. <laughs> Just do your best and do what I say, and you'll win. That's that's the key message. I thought it was all stats. I don't think many footballers are number crunching. That would just be my guess. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Did you find that interesting about Hodge? How much he... Well, he he came to rate science in football when he didn't do that early on. You could see the maturity of his knowledge of how uh, footy worked. Yeah, now that you do bring it up, yeah, he did mature as a player for sure. Well, not just that, but he embraced the science behind the football club. Still played on a lot of emotion, though. The thing about being spurred on by Mike Sheen and Mark Robinson's comments. Yeah. To the point where he took quite an obsessive stance, saving Mike Sheehan's comments into his phone and looking at them for inspiration. For drive, not inspiration. Well, yeah, drive. The almost psychopathic image of Hodgie driving along to the MCG with the Wiggles playing in the car because of his kids. And then that's how he somehow, that's his trigger. Whenever he hears hot potato now, he just punches a wall. Well, what Loudon was saying was you have all these standards for the rest of us. Yeah. And we're not even getting in the team. Yeah, that's true. And you're putting it all onto us when we lose. Yeah. And you guys, you're not even setting the damn standards when you're out there. Yeah. And that's what he called him out on. And Hodgie begrudgingly accepted it, to his credit. Yeah. And then (laughs) acted to change that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what is true that is clearly he put things in process to change it whether he readily accepted it at the time that's a that's probably a matter of what's interesting though when clark uh when clarko and hodgie have that standoff yep right yep hodgie doesn't go Mm. to the afl players association (laughs) 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 and with eight of his mates yeah including max gorn 
and, and goes, no, nah, we're not going on the training camp. We don't like it very much. Melbourne's got bigger problems than that, though. They've got to work out the <laughs> got to work out the months of the year first. Did you see that calendar? Did you see oh, the calendar? Yes. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Did it feature September? It shouldn't. I got a Hawthorne calendar this year. First time I've bought one. Fascinating. Doesn't even have the games. Do you realise they don't have the games in them? Oh, come on, guys. Well, they print them before the fixture comes out. Well, the fixture comes out what? November. December? Who like, cares? I mean, that's a that's well, an obvious problem. Yeah, that is a problem, and that's why it matters. That's why I care. If you're going to print a calendar and have it be an AFL calendar, probably have the fixture of the team. So I've had to go through. <laughs> you had to mark down. You've done it old school, like me. I still have a physical diary where I just one of the first things I do when I get the when I get a new diary for the new year, I go through. I mark down all the Hawthorne games. Nick's tips. Yep, get on it. <laughs> it should matter. If you're not doing that, I don't know where your head's at. Got to be a passionate supporter of Hawthorne. You know you can just get them onto your phone. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I know. You just subscribe nope. to the calendar. No, nope. getting dragged into the, uh, the contemporary world. Kicking and screaming, me. <laughs> <laughs> Still have my monophonic ringtone on my Nokia brick. Is that true? No. <laughs> anyway, I reckon that's enough about the book. We'll close that chapter. Yeah, I reckon. Until, reckon? He re- until he releases the special edition after he has one season at the Lions. <laughs> what value do Brisbane hope to get out of him? Because, I mean, that's one thing that became apparent reading the book is how injured he is. <laughs> he is absolutely worn and battered and a shell of what he was as a player, surely. Yeah, it really doesn't sound like he wants to go on at points. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I think that's fair enough. Um, so it did make me wonder why he bothered. Hey, speaking of um, players writing things, how about that segue? Is that better? That's better. Yeah, okay. Well, Jack Fitzpatrick. I mean, let's just... Hodgie didn't write this. <laughs> Come on. Come on. The articles he wrote on, I think it's AFL players. Yeah. Much better. Much better. It's different though when you're talking about yourself, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. But Jack Fitzpatrick has a new column up on the uh, Hawthorne website. Give that a read. Love Fitzy. Tall Cyril, he's back. He's back and he's one of us. He writes like a true fan. He does. His style is very laid back and colloquial. It's really fun. He talks about the club as as we. Yeah. Which I really appreciate. Him and Sam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's still very much part of the family and you should give it, give it a read list. It's, if very, it's very warm. Yeah. Fits his focus up on the Hawthorne website. First article's up now. Has a slight dig at James Frawley, which is always fun. He won't so. be missed. <laughs> oh, that was pretty harsh, I thought. Yeah, it was it was a bit mean, but still, it's all in good fun, isn't it? Only they know what they can get away with, so I'm going to assume it's all fine. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, it's not like Chip can go punch him, especially not in the head. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, speaking of concussions, uh, let's talk about <laughs> AFLX. Oh, God. The thing you would oh. need to enjoy AFLX. Oh, come on, it's not going to be that bad, is it? it it's is just going to be, be kids bad. and... It is going to be that bad. It's not. It is. All right. AFL, so I've watched little games of AFLX on Glen Ferry Oval while you walk past, you know. They okay. look like they're having fun. It just seems to be more of a... I don't care if they're having fun. Yeah, I care if I'm having fun. It doesn't seem to be a spectator sport, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's the point of any of this? The point, obviously, is just to open up to the world market. There's a hell of a lot yeah, of it's, it's squares around the world without football going on. Which need spectators to thrive. The AFL cares if this is a spectator sport. I'm saying it's going to fail. Now, I could be wrong. Guess guess which Asian country has quite a good AFL league. You tell me. Well, Hawthorne went there in 88, 89, I think. Right. Somewhere around there to Japan. Okay. Is that right? A, they had a bit of a biff with Carlton. And a few of the university students over there saw, saw it, liked what they saw. Mm-hmm. And they've got university teams. Is this, is this a fact? This not pulling fact. my leg. At Hawk Talk Pod, someone tell me immediately if Tiz is making this up <laughs> before I commit to <laughs> believing it. Now, uh, AFLX, we're playing uh, in our little round-robin game uh, Friday, February 16 at Etihad Stadium. We're competing amongst Carlton, Essendon, North Melbourne, St Kilda and Melbourne. So that's our group. Amongst. Well, I mean, I don't know who we're playing yet. What, do you play more than one team at a time? 
Well, I don't know which of the teams. Is it multi-ball? I don't know how AFLX works. That's yeah, why I hate this it. This is part of the problem. I hate things I don't understand. No wonder we're segregated. <laughs> well, how is it going to work? Do we have to play all of them? Probably. It's a round robin. Yeah, that's how that. Yeah, that's how that works, right? Yeah. How this is going to go for a million years? Correct. Okay. Well, it's, they're ten-minute halves, aren't they? So what, like twenty-minute, thirty-minute games? No, and you have to play every team. No, that can't be right. No, nah, it's going to be like a tournament thing. You wouldn't play every team I just read out. You're looking at me like... What do you think a round robin is? That's exactly I know, what I'm, a round I'm, I'm robin not is. disagreeing with you. What, do I'm they have two games at a, Maybe they have two games at a time. They could do. Jared, no. Jared Whiteley will be excellent. No, surely not. Also, I'm going to tell you the problem with that. Let's let's go through... Uh, well, I'm not going to go through the the rules. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go through the uh, the tantalising marketability... Right. Of, of, While we're at it, can we rewrite the rules to cricket? Because I've got some ideas. Okay, yeah, we'll get, we'll get on that. <laughs> at Hawk Talk Pod for your ideas, listeners, <laughs> of how to change cricket. Um, <laughs> AFLX, this is, the, this is the press release, promises to be a different experience with game day featuring fireworks. Okay, well, Etihad Stadium is going to be an interesting one for fireworks. But anyway, music DJs, great. Two in and nothing's getting me through the gate. I don't know what the appeal is. In-game commentary? In-game commentary? In-game commentary? Is that over the PA? Oh. Are they commentating and having a live commentary feed? Yeah, it's Rex Hunt. Over the PA? <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> what, he, what is he doing nowadays? I don't know. I thought he got a gig, didn't he? Somewhere? Uh, maybe. It must be during the game. Otherwise, why would you mention it? They're talking about the game day experience and they've, and they've mentioned commentary. So it must be over the PA, right? That makes sense. That would be terrible. It would be terrible. We're segregated. Segregated. People are yelling at us about the game we're watching. Yep. There's going to be a delay. Who would you get to commentate it? I don't think the regular, like the usual suspects, could do Cherry. it. James Sherry. James Sherry. It would be amazing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not actually amazing. The idea. Wasn't amazing. The children's. Yeah, no, I got it. I just, yeah, I just played a straight bat deliberately. Yeah, but all the people are laughing. You got to give them time. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep people, the time to, to all stop the laughing, laughing and then listen again. All the people were laughing, I'm sure. Roging performers. So what does that mean? Cheerleading, juggling? What? Cheerleading's on PC. So is juggling. Well, cheerleading, they have that at... They have cheerleading <laughs> at what? BBL? This is what all this is about. This is... It's trying to become the big bash of Australian I can't wait until I take on horse racing, to be honest. <laughs> you got to expand. <laughs> What a portfolio the AFL has. It's now horse racing too. Kids and family zones and giveaways. That's it. Stops there. That's all they've listed. Is that the so segregation? Kids. <laughs> then family zones. <laughs> and one zone for giveaways. Well, that's where I'll be. Um, the AFL wants fans to have the opportunity to help shape this new form of the game and influence what it looks like in the future. So we're technically helping it if we attend. What, they're going to have a... Suggestions box as you walk out. <laughs> yeah, that's known as Twitter.com, I think, <laughs> is the suggestions box of the modern world. Um, now, a bit about how this is going to work. Can we play yep. AFL on horseback? How would you kick it? Well, the horse can kick it. It's not going to be a drop punt. I mean, that's good for Will Langford, but what about the rest? I'm just trying to marry... Um, <laughs> as, as many codes as possible. Yeah, polo <laughs> and AFL. 2018 AFLX tournament will see games played across three days. Each event day will feature six teams with two pools of three teams playing in a round-robin format. There we go. Oh. There we go. There's the answer revealed to that it was going to be a marathon. No, it's not going to last the entire evening. Two pools of three teams playing in a round-robin format. A grand final will be played at each event. Which one do you reckon? The 89 grand final? Or <laughs> 2013, I 14, 15? Final. What makes it grand in that <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing grand about this. The whole AFLX season has been leading up to this moment, all two hours of it. The only thing about pre-season is you sit there going, please don't get injured, please don't get injured. I know, please don't get injured, and that's part of why I hate this. Yeah. And I know... Look, Straight jackets are at the door, you know. 
look, I know that is also the case with, say, the NAB Cup, the JLT series, and most of the AFL season. Yeah, look, especially I, when you've already made finals. I, yeah, I know the threat of injury is ever present, no matter what you're doing in life. All I'm saying is, <laughs> if, if, if you're going to <laughs> getting on the bus, going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying I thought there is, there was only John O'Rourke who had that fear. <laughs> <laughs> Cotton wool or bubble wrap, Hawthorne FC. It used to be White Cross, but uh, yeah, no, John yeah, O'Rourke's John taken that. Yeah. White Cross used to be shite, but now he's all right. That's what I've heard. All I'm saying is, if you're going to risk it at all, have them playing the game they're supposed to play. Just play regular football, so you can develop tactics and realize and and get an understanding of what's working and not working. For the season proper, is it wasn't that the point of a preseason comp? Why? Oh, I hate that. I, well, it's not just Hawthorne, obviously; it's the entire league. I really hate that they're being forced to do this. It just seems pointless to me. It's a money-making thing, and it benefits no one who actually really cares to succeed. And that's the teams. I'm not sure. It seems to me that it will satisfy Sam Newman. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. You reckon he might finally tune in for a, for a game of something after about a decade? No, well, you kick it long, you get your rewards in this game. <laughs> that's true, actually. Yeah, that's his one tactic. <laughs> he loves to kick it long. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. No, you get the uh, 10 points for for an outside 40-metre goal. Which is pretty good. Yeah, it's well, I mean, it's all relative, isn't it? I've always said, though, with any sport... and. Most of all, with with the Olympics, mm. you should be able to pick some mug out of the crowd mm. and put him in lane nine, right? <laughs> Just to see the contrast. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but in the case of AFL, you should always put the worst player, like the two mugs, at full. AFLX is perfect. Yeah. As long as you you segregate them, <laughs> which we, they're planning on doing. So. Yeah. And you have them play full forward and full back for one half. And then they stay at that end, and they play full forward. And here's full back my end. here's my idea for AFLX segregation: you go to the game, and I'll stay home. <laughs> That's nice and segregated. <laughs> and if <laughs> if one of the mugs kicks a goal, it's worth fifty points. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Excitement. And meanwhile, we'll have someone on a green, sort of about twenty meters off the pitch. They're they're putting for like an extra special bonus point <laughs> if they get a hole in one yeah. then it, it just it you know it unlocks another player that can come onto the field so now one team has as a one person advantage um, you see multiplayer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you're getting it see rules are fun yeah. we just make more rules and make them confusing it's great for everyone and can we work the Irish game into this at all why not i say Make it a round ball. See if I care. Have both goalposts and the soccer net. <laughs> I don't even give a fuck with anymore. With a footy. With a footy. Why not? Have have a football. And the football, if you kick the foot. Okay, here's an idea. Now, we, we are workshopping AFLX. And we're making it better. Mm-hmm. They can take this for AFLWX. Right. <laughs> okay. Just so, because we, we've got the head start on that. We don't have the head start on AFLX, because that's happening. But AFLWX, they haven't implemented yet. So mm-hmm. he, we're pitching ideas now. So if you kick a goal with the round ball, it's worth less than if you kick it with the normal football. Right. And both are in play at the same time. Okay. So now it's like the ultimate ball sport. There's at least two. Yeah. No, I, I think you've gone too far then, Nick. You reckon, you reckon that's too far? Yeah, that, that's probably the limit. You know what I think's too far? AFLX! <laughs> it's too far! Get rid of it. We're going to go, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Yeah, okay, all right. I'll see you there. Can't wait to see Lovell. <laughs> I am, look, I'm seriously footy deprived, look, so I will be going. it's a great way to see the young fellas. It is, yeah. It's There's just that, that everybody's going to look at it and go, this is a circus. Look, after all this, and it's mostly been me, clearly I'm in a mood tonight. I've been trashing everything, left, right, and centre. I've trashed the hell out of AFL. The fact that you went through the book... <laughs> with a red pen. Oh, I didn't actually mark the book. Yeah, you did. I, I will point that out right now. You, you went through that was and used purely metaphorical red pen, listeners. <laughs> yeah, because you want to flog it. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? I'm going to steal yours. Yours is signed. Yeah. <laughs> no, look, I, I realise I've been critical of AFL uh, AFLX, but 
to that end, how could we not head along now? You we guys, have, you guys like, want to know our thoughts on this, surely. We're going to have a cast on previewing the Apex. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to... I reckon... I know you won't be up for this, but you know I love a live tweet. Oh. Do you want me a live tweet from our game? We won't get coverage, man. There'll be too many. <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't. I didn't even get to finish that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you were going. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. We'll attempt to live tweet AFLX. We'll see what we come up with. See if we understand one lick of it. And what do we do while Hawthorne's not playing? This is unclear. <sighs> Just take the piss like we usually do. Mm. Seems good. Mate, I reckon that might be it for this podcast. It's been a ramshackle affair. But, Isn't um, there another way to extend the preseason? Can't we think of something else? What do you have? We didn't even get to mind? my rules on cricket. <laughs> Is that the next one? Is that, that's the cliffhanger for the next one. <laughs> yeah, we love doing that. Uh, and uh, we have some listener questions, but I might save them for the next podcast. Nah, hit them up. Come on. Really? Yeah. I was wrapping content. up. All right, fair enough. It's just the one. <laughs> oh really <laughs> it's just the one this week Brad Garvin asks this might be a bit premature and it is but who do you guys think will be our surprise player of the year what the hell does that mean Nick surprise player of the year so someone who has a breakout year I guess who you didn't necessarily expect oh um, one of the Connors one of the Connors alright I'm going to go O'Meara that's expected I don't think it is why totally should it, why should it be what right now mm-hmm I think it's. I think expectations are at zero again. How many times can he break out? One the rising star, Nick. Come on. All right, fine. Please um, try harder. Okay, <laughs> fine. I'll try harder. Jeez. Now that I'm on the end of it, criticism's not that good, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh God. Oh, can you imagine what Hodgie would have said? Piss poor effort, Nick. <laughs> I'm not so concerned about uh, Luke Hodge. I might lose sleep over Jordan Lyle, Can though. Can you imagine being talked down by Luke Hodge, though? It'd be pretty terrifying. Yeah. The, the section about um, him and Lewis getting interested in joining the police force. Bloody hell, that would be intimidating. I've already mentioned Rexon. <laughs> former policeman. Was he a former policeman? Can't you tell? No. No. <laughs> I, w- I couldn't. Um, okay, Jarman Impey. Yeah, okay. Not that people are not rating him. I don't think that's the case, but I think he'll be extremely handy. That's going to be my pick. I reckon he'll have a big year. Just slot right in. Yeah, he seems pretty happy. Yep. That's going to do it for us, Tiz. It's been all over the shop, but... Oh, it's a typical summer app. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yep, yep. Put yep. this on while you're watching the cricket, to be honest. You're <laughs> not going to miss anything. Um, yeah, put the commentary on mute for the cricket. I mean, you're not missing anything there. So... <laughs> Don't worry about that. Uh, at Hawk Talk Pod is where you want to go. Hit us up on there. Let us know what you thought of this episode. I'm no, feeling, please don't. I'm feeling a bit self-conscious now, to be honest. Yeah. Well, the streak, the streak's been broken, and I've right. been well, feeling self-conscious. Let's talk about since. what we heard about, which is that Burgers is getting a book out at the end of the year. Is that the case? Yeah. Do you reckon it'll be better than Hodges? Do you think it'll be a hit? Well, there'll be parts I won't be interested in, like all the Port Adelaide stuff. I think it'll be a hit because Burgoyne doesn't miss. Oh, hey. wow. <laughs> Hawk Talk Pod, at Hawk Talk Pod on Twitter. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes as well. Keep those five stars coming in. And uh, I guess we'll talk to you next via your ear holes. Um, nice. That is really awful. <laughs> after AFLX. Speaking of awful things. After? Yeah. We're not previewing it. That was our preview. Oh, want, we don't even know do our team. People, do you think people want it? Okay, yeah, all right, okay. We'll be back. We'll talk about this rubbish competition again then. You know what we're going to do? Yep. We're going to get just enough podcast time yeah. to overlap the entire Hawthorne involvement, including the <laughs> grand final. The grand final. No, no, but we will. We'll have a little preview of the yep. team. All right, yep. There'll be one sooner than you think. Hang in there. It's a month away. All right. Yeah, it's okay. It's not too bad. We're on track. These will become more regular once the proper season starts. Like last year, if you've uh, if you've been a long time listener. Remember how morose it was about round six? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, okay, Box Hill podcast. This will be great. Um, <laughs> did you see Tristan Tweedy ended up at Box Hill Hawks? What a great name. It's a terrific name. Remember, I was telling you that we were rumoured to get him yep. a couple of years ago, but the mm. Bulldogs picked him up. Yeah. They dumped him, and now he's at Box Hill. Perfect. Smokey to come onto the list, I would have thought. Sounds like something out of Wuthering Heights. 
Tristan Tweedy. <laughs> Tristan Tweedy of Thrushcross Grange. That's horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thrushcross. That's, that's what. That's the name of. Isn't that the name of where Heathcliff lives? What is this podcast? What is this descended into? I've come back from Canada, a changed man. Yeah. And I don't like what I see. Yeah, I didn't realize you into <laughs> literature. Chick lit. <laughs> oh look, it's Know the General by Luke Hodge. <laughs> and that will do us for this podcast. On that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> we are a happy team at Hawthorne.